Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. And she led me in a prayer. I got on my knees right there by my office desk. And let me tell you, I didn't know what the Bible says about sin. I didn't know the word repentance, but the Lord was showing me. I couldn't hang on to these things. I had to be willing to let it go. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. Yes, and this podcast is part of the Spark Media Network and it can be found on the Edify app. So I hope you tune in there. Hey, we have a great show today. We do. We always yeah. have a great show. Wendy. I know. We, we say, say that every time. Every uh, so, time. The, but the reality is God brings us some incredible people mm. who've got incredible stories. Yes. And uh, before we get there, I, I just want to ask you yeah. if you really believe that you are, if I can use the it's sort of a, a cliche term, do you really believe that you are, quote, sold out for Jesus? Like 100% yeah. all in? Yes. Really? I mean, I would like to think so. Okay. Why? Are you going to test me on that? No, somehow? no, I, I, I'm not going to test you. <laughs> but I just, yes. I think that's an important question for all of us to ask. And when I ask that question myself, I like to come up with the same answer. Yeah, I think of I'm course. all sold out. I think I'm 100% in. Uh-huh. Then we come across folks like Candy. Mm, right. <laughs> then then and I then have to. We're like, I maybe to, not so much. <laughs> I have to re examine myself and say, okay, how serious are you about being? Sold out. Yeah. So Candy Rose is our guest today, and she was a former stripper and prostitute who once owned a stripogram business. And Candy Rose Productions was the name of it. it. Had male and female dancers in the Chicago area. I've known Candy for a long time, and the it's thought of this is mind that, blowing. Isn't it? Yeah, it's it just, really is. Yeah. She she used to advertise this business, believe it or not, on um, commercials on TV and radio, billboards, newspapers. She had multiple addictions until um, actually her mother led her to the Lord. And now it's 33 years later, and she produces and hosts a weekly television show called Recovery Today with Candy Rose and Friends. And it broadcasts all across the U.S. on several networks in millions of homes. And it's just, it's just so great. Candy, along with her two co-hosts, they uh, start the show by teaching from the two 12-step recovery workbooks that Candy wrote, and then um, they feature addiction-free testimonies. So that's kind of a, a cool show and inspiring. And um, Candy Rose is an evangelist. And she travels. She travels statewide, filming and preaching in churches and recovery homes. She interviews people with um, uh, that 
are, are, are free from their addiction by Christ. And she's written six books and they're all on Amazon. And she says, all glory to God. Of course she does. And amen. With God, all things are possible to reach the lost and the hurting. She even ministers weekly in prison and two recovery homes as well. She's a member of Christian Women in Media, and that's how I first met her, and has been um, holding meetings in Hot Spring, Arkansas for almost eight years. And Candy is just a delight, and you're going to find out for yourself. Welcome, Candy Rose, to your biggest breakthrough. Hello, my friend. Well, thank you. <laughs> Probably with all that introduction, they're also looking for somebody that's maybe young and beautiful, doing all, well, you I'm are. older now. <laughs> You, you're more mature, but you're beautiful. You're mature and beautiful. Absolutely. Inside and out. Thank yes. you. Thank you. And yes. I praise God for all the opportunities for turning my life around. Amen. Thank Amen. You. You, you know, it just even in hearing a little bit on, on your bio and that, that other life that you led years ago, it's real evident to us that making a decision to be all in on something has not been hard for you. It seems to me, even in that business that you were in earlier, like you were all in. So, Advertising on TV I mean, and radio. You gave <laughs> very us your bold, all. very bold, even with that. And yeah. Bold for the devil, now bold for Jesus. There yes. you go. Oh, man. <laughs> so, and what, what is it about Candy Rose? By the way, I've just got to stop for a minute. That's a great name. Where, how did that name come about? Oh, my. Okay. Rose is my real middle name. Candy is a nickname that, uh, I grew up in Chicago in the heart of the city and was involved in the gang. And we took nicknames. You were and involved in the gang. Wait a minute. Because... I don't think I knew that wow. you were involved. Well, in the yeah, gang? but just a short time, praise God. Oh. And he got out of there. But then I <laughs> went into another bad neighborhood. Oh, <laughs> wow. But that's how the this, name. Did you keep the same nickname in the other bad neighborhood? Was it candy? Yes. What mm -hmm. it is, is I had asked my mom to start calling me candy. Mm -hmm. And, and before you know it, that just stuck. All through those years. And I don't mind telling you how old I am. I'm going to be 74 in August. Unbelievable. I am, I am glad to be alive. I should have died with all the <laughs> evil places and evil people I was with. Oh, my goodness. But God, God knew. He knew. Me, the angels. So anyway, yes. that's what happened. And so that name has stuck all those. That's so cool. That's so name. cool. Well, after your short stint in the gangs, um, <laughs> you uh, have always been an entrepreneur at heart, and your one of your businesses that you had uh, was a stripper, a strippergram and prostitute business, um, and you were also prostituting as well. Correct? Yes. Actually, what happened was is I ended up working. Uh, working in a strip club before I owned my own business. And I, and I got phone numbers from uh, men to meet them later and make money. But once I started my own business, I quit prostituting and uh, because now I was making money. And what this business was, it wasn't a strip club. Do you remember the, uh, uh, the, uh, well, let me see. It was like people would, you could send flowers to somebody's house. Like a a singing telegram. telegram. Sing, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this was a stripogram. We would go, people would hire us to go to their events and venues or homes or wherever. And, uh, and, and we would uh, dance for a half hour with our fancy costumes. And at the end, be completely nude 
it makes me sick now when I think about it. I can't believe it because I am so different. You're so far removed from it. It's probably hard for you to even imagine. For yeah. those on uh, who can see you on YouTube, you just made a face that showed your absolute disgust <laughs> with, with what you used to do. Yeah. Uh, let's let's just back up all the way to the beginning and find out a little bit more about your childhood and how you grew up. And because something must have occurred over the course of time that led you into that kind of business. So how did things start out for you in the very beginning? Yes. Thank you, Todd, for asking, because there's many people that's been through the same situation, that similar situation that I had been. Uh, matter of fact, I've interviewed I don't know how many thousands of people through the years for television. And, uh, but my own father started molesting me when I was real little, Mm. I'm thinking maybe around three till about 11. Mm. And, uh, and he would also exhibit himself to me. And anyway, so I end up telling my mother, I was afraid to tell her at first because he said, if I told her that she'd have a heart attack and die. Mm. And so I, I I never did say anything because I seen my mother turn blue before and was starting to have a heart attack. And so I, I felt that was a real possibility. So, but finally, when I was 15, I got so sick and tired of, of him showing himself to me and stuff at, at that point. And so I told my mother and praise God, I had a wonderful, loving mother and she believed me. Now, some people... Their, their loved ones don't believe them. And that's so sad. But we end up, I was an only child, just her and I packed up just a couple suitcases. She didn't drive. We hopped on a bus and she rented a three room apartment and she fell into depression. Mm. Uh, she loved me so much. And of course, she loved my dad and couldn't hardly believe. But her her love for my dad turned to pure hate. Mm. Mine turned to hate. Then this other neighborhood I went into, there was kids hanging on the street corners and uh, and using. So I hung out with them. And before you know it, I end up date raped, gang raped. I was even kidnapped at knife point at five months pregnant. Oh, my gosh, Candy. Yeah, I got very bitter, very mm. bitter. I was very mom said I was, I was a very sweet child growing up and, you know, just, you know, not 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 mean like I end up being. But eventually I got the attitude, I'm going to use you before you use me. Mm. And then uh, I had a girlfriend that uh, when I was 18, she introduced me to an agent in Chicago that had a studio downtown in Chicago. And she was doing, um, they would go to his uh, studio. We would go there and he w- we would get all made up with our costumes and everything and our makeup. Well, not the costumes till we got to the clubs, but he would send us out to these clubs and he made commission off of us. And we'd have to hustle them the drinks and in a back room. And it was pretty disgusting. And after uh, I worked in 33 different clubs, Old Town and Rush Street. Anybody wow. familiar with Chicago know yes. those clubs down there? Rush Street. And uh, then then I ended up getting married. I did that for about three years before I ended up with the stripping business. I got married and the man married me with three children. We had one together. We even bought a brand new house in the suburbs, but we both drank. And that drinking brought so much fighting and arguing and the poor kids would hear it. And it was pretty sad. And then I would get up in his face and cussing. I had such a bitter bitterness in me. And, you know, a lot of people it's been hurt. That's, 
really a lot. What happens is that you get wounded. And like they say, wounded people wound others. And uh, before you know it, we got a divorce. And at that point, then I answered an ad in the newspaper in Chicago for a, a, a full strip club. Now, the other clubs that we used to dance in, it was called go-go dancing. And that was mm. two-piece, you know, with like the fringe and the feathers and all that stuff. Well, now this was full strip and it was really even more disgusting than the other. My heart goes out to anybody that's in the sex industry because it's just, uh, it's de- degrading. Mm. But anyway, so I, I did that for probably about a year. And then I just quit. I got so sick and tired of that dealing with that back room thing. And so uh, my boyfriend, he, his friend was having a bachelor party. So he asked if uh, I would come and bring my boombox and my costumes and put on a show for the bachelor party. Well, I did. And he, he went with, and I thought, Hey, you know, this, this is pretty good. My boyfriend was my bodyguard. I made good money and tips. I thought all of a sudden, see the devil, he can put ideas in our head to uh, do things. But of course, God can justify at that point. Yes. And Mm -hmm. so the devil told me, well, you can make a business out of this. So I got business cards that said Candy Rose Productions. And I advertised, started advertising then everywhere. I helped the women was asking for men, male strippers for their bachelorette parties. And so I went ahead then and, and held auditions for male strippers. And pretty soon for you know it, I've got several people working for me and sending them out to the parties. And and you're rolling in the dough and you're just happy, right? Everything's great. Yeah, I thought, man, this is awesome. Right. This is, I got it going on. I'm going to give my kids everything. But you know what, Todd and Wendy? I realize now all my kid wanted, kids wanted was mama. They couldn't have cared less if we had a big fancy home and money. And so they were shuffled around between my uh, mother and a uh, stepdad. And because uh, she found, she remarried a godly man, praise God. Aww. But anyway, uh, so between Candy, them let, and my let, ex-husband. Let me ask you, Go let ahead, me just Ty. ask you, I, yeah, I want to ask a question about, um, because you used that word earlier a couple of times, you know, disgusting the things that those kinds of things were disgusting. Now you've yeah. got a thriving business. Were you conflicted with, okay, I'm making good money. I've got the right motive for making money, but I don't Still like the dirty. way I have to make money. Did, were you going through any confliction with, you know, those two things, you know, Not battling then. each other? No, no, I you tell were, you disgusting now. Because yeah. it, it, now as a Christian, so, but my then you, eyes are you justified open. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought I'm an entertainer. Matter of fact, I had an office in, in, in a town for a while and they thought I had to have a business license. But you see, I, I went to the town meeting and sat with the board and I had me a speech that this was all good adult entertaining. There was no prostitution going on. Boy, did I have. The de- you know, the Bible says the devilless world has blinded our eyes. And boy, I tell you what, I was so convinced that I was doing something good. And of course, this world looks at that kind of stuff as okay. You know, uh, it, you see it now even, even, even more. Even now, Candy, I have to just put a pause here. Even now, uh, you know, there's words that a lot of people, like college kids and that kind of thing, are are 
making money by doing things over the internet. I mean, same kind of thing, but it's virtual. And it's just, it's just um, tough because they're probably justifying it because they need to pay for college. And, you know, it's interesting how the devil gets in your head. Yeah, exactly. That's why people sell drugs too, because they think they have to have it to support their family. But what they don't realize, all that stuff has consequences. Mm -hmm. Now, like I said, I did. I loved my business, but here's what happened. Praise God. Sometimes crisis is the best thing that can happen. I thought I would lose my kids. Wait, let me back up just one second. Just prior to getting born again, I started doing nightclub shows, putting together like variety acts to to go into these shows and and uh and and put on a a show for the evening and um and and i even came out of a coffin dressed like a vampire then i skydived and two of my male dancers arms uh from real high up on the stage what was kind of like a daredevil (laughs) act (laughs) and then and then the crowd just raved we even pulled up in in a limo that i got for free to come into the, to make a grand entrance in formal wear uh, to this nightclub. Well, anyway, when it was all over with and the crowd loved it, all of a sudden it was like, it was like my bubble bursted. It was like, is this all there is? I mean, I was starting to elevate to get more now to just not stripping, but into the nightclubs and be really an entertainer, you know, but, Mm -hmm. but anyway, um, so I, I remember thinking, you know, this, I just, you know, it's just, it just didn't bring me the happiness I thought it would. And now I look back, I had no peace either. I had to smoke pot before I go to bed at night, just because I was, I had like anxious. And, uh, but anyway, so you had three kids at that time, three? Yes. No, four, four, four. Four They were teenagers and preteen. Okay. Yes. Okay. Matter of fact, my commercial aired 38 times on on uh, a cable company for uh even on mtv and so you can imagine my children oh my were word. watching this commercial the commercial shows us getting out of a limo going up to the nightclub and inside is uh little skits of us uh scantily dressed but not all the way because you know that was 1984 uh you probably can get away with a lot more nowadays, you know, but unfortunately, but anyway, that, but they were, they watched that. They had to watch that commercial with their friends on MTV. And, Mm, and I, mm. and I thought they were going to be proud of me, Mm. but you know what? That is, like I said, disgusting, Todd, (laughs) you know, now when I look at it and it's sad, but you know, now I'm a good influence for my children. Oh my goodness. And you use this incredible brilliance and creativity that you had that the, that that the devil perverted and now you use this for good and, mm. and you're just such a brilliant mind. And I love, cause I know you and I know what you're doing for the Lord. And so as um, you know, during your time where you um, became sold out for Christ, tell us about how that happened with your mom. When did, when did that transition happen? Okay. I got yet? a phone call. Oh no, we're not there yet. Hang on. We're not Todd's like back up the bus. Just because because we 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 (laughs) left off we left off with her smoking pot after you go to bed. Right, 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 right. Okay, (laughs) after the pot smoking. (laughs) Because you didn't have this peace. You had this thriving business. You had more notoriety, uh, but you did not have any peace. So what led up to receiving Jesus and getting all sold out for him? Okay, well, here's what happened. I got a phone call and I thought I was going to lose my kids. 
Okay. So I was at my wits end. And I'm telling you, I, I, I was Miss Tough Woman. And I had always said, there's no man going to make me. I was single during this time, of course, flitting around with everybody. But uh, I, I, uh, I had no true peace and happiness. And so when I thought I would lose the kids, oh, yeah, I was sometimes I do that. I forget where I start. <laughs> I always hey, said, I do the no same man. thing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think it was a senior thing, but I think I've always done this. It's a blonde, <laughs> maybe it's a blonde thing, Candy. Oh, you and okay. I. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, what I was going to say, I always said, no man is going to have me quit this business. If they're going to be with me, they got to deal with this. So anyway, I, I thought I'd lose my kids. And to me, that was more than I could bear. I mean, I was really, I was mentally tormented. I couldn't stand that thought. See, God knows what, what we can deal with where our bottom is. They call it our bottom. And so I had uh, my mother and stepdad had recently uh, gotten uh, uh, saved. Matter of fact, let me tell you what happened here. They lived together 17 years, started going to church and started getting convicted that even though they weren't cheating on each other, they weren't doing anything else. But you know how the devil justifies things like that, that tries to get you to feel it's okay because you love each other you're not with nobody else but they didn't get married because mom thought she would lose her um she had a lot of physical problems and she thought she would he wouldn't be able to pay for her her medicine at work and which at, at that time didn't but anyway they went ahead and got married and 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 the reason I tell you this is because I told my mother later, I said, Mom, if you two had never gotten married, I probably would never have gotten sold out for Christ. I, you know, but when you see, it's very important that we walk the walk because we influence everybody around us. So at that point, when I thought I was going to lose my kids, I called Mama because he, God had me reflect that she had peace no matter what she went through. She had osteoporosis fibromyalgia, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, and not counting all the mental pain I put her through. But so, but mama always had joy and peace. She's always sweet. You know, I, it's when adversity hits you, you know, that's a big part of your testimony, not just what you don't do, but how do you handle things? Who do you go to? See, most of us, for me, I used to go to the addictions or men to find comfort and peace. I, I, now I had seen mama go to Jesus. So I, I called her and I said, you know, and I told the problem, all of a sudden I blurted out and I wasn't raised in church. Okay. I didn't even know John three sixteen. only been a few times, but the Lord. Now I look back, I didn't understand what was going on, but now there was a tug of war in my mind. The devil was telling me, you don't want to give up that business. You love it. You're making money. You're getting well known. You're going to give your kids everything. But the Lord was telling me, you give your heart to me. That's where you're going to find that true peace and happiness you always was looking for. Well, anyway, I, I blurred out, Mom, I believe I want to give my life to the Lord. I said, would you lead me in a prayer? And she started crying. Yes, honey. Yes, honey. And she led me in a prayer. I got on my knees right there by my office desk. And she led me in a prayer. And let me tell you, I didn't know what the Bible says about sin. I didn't know the word repentance, but the Lord was showing me. I couldn't hang on to these things. I had to be willing to let it go. 
And that's what I tell at the end of my TV show. It's a whole heart commitment. Be willing to leave the old lifestyle behind. And when you do the Holy Spirit, because now I realize what happened. The Holy Spirit came in all of a sudden, even changed my thinking. And I started seeing things for what they were. I didn't want no more part of it. And my girlfriend had called me. You need, do I need to be quiet a minute? Where you no, it's power. <laughs> he was just saying this is powerful. No, I said, just, oh, okay. Because this this is the true born again, spirit filled experience. When you do completely surrender, because you know you cannot possibly make it without God, and so, and not everybody goes through the process like that. But you were at a point of desperation, and. It's such a beautiful story that your mother was the example of peace for you. Mm. And I, I kind of wonder for, for our listeners, you know, who who Who's are you example? being the example of mm-hmm. peace and joy to today and all of your life so that when somebody hits the skids, they're going to feel real comfortable coming to you. That's right. And you'll have opportunity to share the truth just like your mom did with you. It's just a beautiful testimony. Well, and, and, you know, I know Candy and she is the epitome of peace and joy and kindness. I mean, you, you just, no, seriously. I mean, the Lord has done just such a mighty work in, in your heart and, and, um, yeah. And did you notice too, it's when, when Candy was born again, when she had that experience, she didn't go out and get a whole bunch of how-to books. Right. And maybe that came later. <laughs> she but surrendered and she, she trusted. She did have the how-to Holy Spirit in her. Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love it because the Holy Spirit started to change your thinking and your perspective and your behavior. Yeah. So, and, so when yeah. that happened, I mean, what, what did you do? Because you have to make a living, right? So how did you immediately, did you pivot immediately and go find something else to do? You have, you know, kids that need to be fed. What, what did you do? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, first I got to tell you what happened though. Um, my girlfriend called the same time just before I, my mother led me in a prayer and said, I, and I had, she had asked me to go to church the night before saying there was an evangelist there that he used to do drugs and beat people up when they didn't pay him and all that. And, and she used to ask me all the time. I say, yeah, maybe one of these days. And then night, and the night that I did go was the night before I got saved. And that night though, I was doing a show for a judge that was up for election. We put on a little skit dance, me and my male and female dancers. We went to the nightclub, which was also a bowling alley converted. I also had coupons that said candy rose productions <laughs> I mean, one free show yeah, <laughs> <Wow>. yeah. <laughs> which Discounts. i gave that coupon for the bowling too to give out at the bowling but uh-huh. the nightclub section where the where the judge and all his friends and people from the com- community were we came and did a little show well anyway that night i had a boyfriend and he i picked him up he was in a halfway house i picked him up and brought him so I had promised to go after the show to the church. And, and and I'm thinking, why did I tell her I'd go? You know, the Lord, God orchestrates things, you know, as you know. And uh, so anyway, right afterwards, I went and I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking it's a lot. Uh, it's, it's not as late as it was. OK, so I'm looking at the watch and I'm thinking, OK, I guess we'll go. He had no choice. He had to go with, with me. So I, I think this is funny. I called it in my book, X-rated to G-rated dating. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Went straight from that. To you probably got yourself a different boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> man, we slipped in the back seat, and this man 
he came, he came back before it was, I seen him jumping up and down so excited. And I thought, I don't have that joy. I got happiness kind of from my business, but I don't have that joy that I seen on him mm. and knowing what he had been like before. And now Saw the hope seeing the possibility. Him, mm. he even was pleading with people to come forward and get saved, almost crying. Like wow. I didn't go, but he came back and said, God's got a miracle. Well, here's what happened. And the next night, then my girlfriend called from the restaurant and said, we're over at the restaurant and we're having coffee. You want to come over? This is just before mama's prayer. And so and I said, and I was crying. I'm going, no, 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 no. I just wanted to waller in my pity party, I guess. And then, so then when mom led me in a prayer, I said, mom, Lily and them and the pastor and the evangelists are over at the church. You think you can call over there, see if they'll open up the doors and let me into church so I can go to that altar? See, I didn't go to the altar that night. That's and God amazing. was saying, you know, God gave me that idea. You know, we get inspiration from the Lord. Amen. And so they end up and I picked up mama. She didn't drive. We went to the church. It was almost midnight. They let me in. Wow. And so. I just love God. And I'm so, oh, but wait, oh, I got to tell you something else. <laughs> what was that? Okay. I was my own miracle to, to, to experience because as I was getting ready to go get mom to go to church, I looked in my closet for something decent to wear because everything I wore was down to here and up to there. Mm. I mean, I dressed the part. I went, the only dress I had was low cut. I found a safety pin. Now that's not me. <laughs> that that oh, proved to my yes. own self that yes. I had a conversion. Yes. <laughs> oh, Candy, seriously, oh, yes, I love that you you were wanting to be a little more uh, put together, and I think that's that's really cool. That's the Holy Spirit working in you already. So it's been thirty three years or, yes. or longer now. Well, and... it was longer, but I backslid after three and a half years for two years, mm. but now I got thirty three years. That's awesome, Candy. And and now that's you are just story. And that's well. Do we want to hear that? Uh, well, that yeah. Uh, so the backslid story because that happens too, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Now I got compassion. Give us the cliff note of the of the backslid story. Give us cliff notes. Okay. <laughs> I end up spending unchaperoned time with a man. Thought I could evangelize, date him. Well, I got some tips for single people. Oh, come on, girl. Oh, yeah. That's good. And before you know it, there you go. Yeah. We're yeah. sleeping together. Next thing you know it, I'm living with him. Two miserable years. And at this point now, I've had three and a half years of seeing no coincidence things happen in my life where God was showing me, I see you. You asked me about the job. Well, at first, I didn't even have a job. I, I moved in with my mother, my mom and stepdad. Read my Bible every day, eating it up, boy. And my friend Lily, who invited me to church, every time our church doors was open, we were going. We were looking for other ones. So I was feeding myself with the word of God. God was raising me up. But I, I was looking for a job where I could get paid good money. Well, I didn't really qualify for anything. And so finally, I took a nanny job. And I don't even like babysitting. <laughs> and it was... <laughs> don't you just love her? <laughs> So but good. I had peace and joy. And and, and through the years, uh, later on, through the years, I've owned thrift stores. Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur where I gave free clothes out. People, it was donations. Uh, my mom said, Candy, your, your uh, uh, checkout counter is your pulpit because I got to pray with a lot of people. And then through one of those thrift stores, the last one, I met Tracy Mitchell. 
Oh. from Christian Is women. Really, in media. I didn't know that's where y'all met. Well, I actually, she came to my thrift store. Wait, I didn't meet her there. She came and visited me there when I had it, but she was having a big conference in hot Springs at the convention center. And a friend of mine from church was on part of her uh, organizing board where you bring people that will help promote the, uh, the event. And so I went and I did promoting for her at that time, but her next one she had the following year, I did all of it. I got her on TV. I got her on secular TV, Christian TV, uh, K-Love, newspapers. uh, (laughs) And she stuck with me through the years. And when I wrote my first book, I mean, she gave me tips, ideas, been a great mentor. Yes, That's why now I love holding meetings, helping other people with their media to help get them you know, where they can be in the labor, a harvest field. I mean, you, you seriously are uh, just a marketer, promoter. You just, you're so creative and it's that divine creativity, but now you're doing it for good. And well, that's it's, so yeah, awesome. It's all out of your passion yeah. for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, one of the things I was thinking about is, did you want to ask the question? Cause you have it on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> well, there's so much to talk about candy. This is well, so because, fun. Because, you know, you backslid for three years. I mean, I mean, excuse two me, years. for two years. Two years. Because yeah. you were you were grounding yourself in the Lord for three I'm years. Thinking I got this on my own church, in the it. Bible, all of that, and then you backslid, and it's interesting because it was the wrong person that that influenced you. And how many times do Does we get influenced, mm-hmm. and then little by little, sort of subtly, we don't even realize it before we know it. You're living with them for we, two years. Yeah, we've left the path. <laughs> And it just it, it just cautions all of us. We really have to pay attention to the people that we are influencing and for those who are influencing us mm-hmm. so we can stay true. Well, so, something happened when you decided, I'm, I'm done backsliding, and you got so sold out. What was it that caused you to really say, Lord, I am all in. Every single bit of me, I'm in. What, what was okay. it that caused that to happen in you? Okay, well, it wasn't one actual specific thing like it was when I got saved, when I got converted. Uh, But, you know, in the Bible, it tells us his kindness will lead you to repentance. Well, I I knew that all during those the years that I was living for God, all these no coincidence things that would happen, like uh, when I was so broke at the very beginning and didn't even have gas money to get to church. Uh, I'd talk to the Lord and somebody would slip me money. Of course, I've always learned to tithe, though, right at the very beginning. I don't care if it was just a couple bucks that somebody gave me. Or that's even a word that right there, Candy. dollars a week, you know, I've always tithed. I think that's why I even have a TV show now. Not, You know, I have enough partners right now to pay the bills, but I've, but I've always believed in giving. God showed me to do that. But I had messengers come my way. I would hear things. I would. God kept drawing me. It's his love. It's his Holy Spirit that draws us back. And yes, and 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 I was actually the man I end up living with. Oh, my. It's a there's a reason why God says don't get unequally yoked. He was on crack cocaine. And what a life, man, I'm telling you. And here's another thing I've learned. Don't get unequally yoked, period, uh, whether whether you're saved or not saved. But uh, what happened was that uh, I end up with needless heartache. I end up marrying him instead of waiting for him to get born again. 
He started going to church with me, and I thought, I rationalized it. Well, he, he'll, he'll be saved soon. I should have waited mm-hmm. until there yeah. was a firm commitment. Now, that anyway, happens a I, lot, Candy. Yes. I, I'm glad you mentioned that, actually. And we end up married 13 years after that. And what a life. He was chasing the crack, and I was chasing God. I kept on evangelizing. I, I didn't stop and think, well, you know what? God can't use me. I went ahead and let God use my life anyway. And I would share them. I would even share them about some of the hurts and the heartaches. But, you know, I drew closer to God through that time of, of heartache with him, not knowing if he was alive or dead. And I would be and God would comfort me, speak to me. So I, in adversity, we can draw closer to God. But you see, I put myself through needless heartache. And, and that's why God's not being mean when he says, don't get unequally yoked. He just wants to spare us. But here's what happened. Five months before Donald died, he was a good man. He didn't cheat on me. He didn't, uh, he didn't beat me. Uh, he, he, he was a good person. I mean, he just had an addiction. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like mm-hmm. so many people. And but five months before he died, he radically got born again. He died of cancer. But I got to see him, a mighty man of God. And he said, Candy, you always said I would wonder why I waited so long. He said, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And here he was been through chemo, through radiation, skinny, had lost his hair that was starting to come back again. But, you know, uh, but he was happy now. He had the peace of God in his life. Wow. And and what a miracle uh, that you got to witness that yeah. and and the fact that you never gave up and you kept praying for him to receive yes. Christ. And yes. um, that's just beautiful. <laughs> and I know that this is one of the reasons that you're so passionate about helping addicts become free. And yes. not just because of you using, but because of of Donald and because of others in your life. You've seen the heartache. You've seen the hurt. Yes. So yes. let's talk a little bit about how you've moved fully into, you know, with your, your television show and docu- documentaries and, and all the things that you're doing about trying to help people gain freedom from their addictions. How does that look and how are you going about doing that? Okay. Well, first I started out, I started out on uh, radio, uh, AM radio, 2007, I think it's about three years. And then, and I didn't really have the money to get on there, but it was a, a low low powered, uh, station and it didn't cost that much. Well, baby steps, I guess you'd say. (laughs) And, uh, then a a pastor, he had, um, he had a show on cable access and I loved it when Sue Ellen, who was our founder, who is our founder of Christian Women Women in the Media Media. talked about, Hey, she started out on cable access, her TV show. (laughs) Right. Right. Never despise small beginnings. That's right, because you stay faithful and, and God can lead you on and you can reach more people. That's right. So what are what are a few of the um, people that you've worked with personally, like with some stories and testimonies that you've had on your addiction uh, TV show? And, it, and, it's, and it's Recovery Today TV, yes. by the way. Well, mm-hmm. for seven years, I had, it was called Just Addiction Free. And the whole show was just all, all um, addictions addiction free testimonies with a salvation at the end mm-hmm. and and some of the heartache let me tell you this is why it keeps pushing me and motivating me more to get my show out there to prove that Jesus is the answer to this addiction epidemic because Amen. the lord the lord can 
set, set people free if they really be willing to make a whole heart commitment and live for him with their whole heart. But some of the stories are really heartbreaking. Some of them that were totally, they were beaten when they were younger, raped, molested, even men, really sad. And, but then, but a lot of times it happens, they had somebody praying for them or they had a friend or somebody that influenced them with their love lifestyle. And it's so I love hearing testimonies because the reality that when a person really gives their life to Christ with their whole heart, he can bring restoration because then a lot of these people have went on to maybe be staff at the recovery homes like Teen Challenge and other places and, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe went on to be pastors. I've interviewed a lot of pastors. Yes. And uh, it's just the, the devil's the same devil ever since the beginning of time. He has always tried to keep people from knowing that God loves them. And, and a lot of times people, the hurt that they've had when they were younger, they end up thinking it's God's fault. But there is a devil and he and he hates us and right. he does want us to blame it on God. Yeah. But when yeah. I look back, when I wrote my autobiography, when I look back, I see that God had the angels watch over me and took care of me. Mm. And uh, uh, and so, you know, it, and when these testimonies prove really that Jesus loves us and he's come to set us free. Amen. Katie, you have such love for Jesus and such passion, and it, it, it just continues to drive you. And, you know, there are a lot of people who, when they reach middle age or beyond, they kind of feel like, well, you know, I've, I've kind of paid my dues, did a lot. It's like, it's almost like no, you can't no wait for, for tomorrow <laughs> no. to come because there's new opportunities. And so I just, I want to ask, because you are, you really, and you live by faith, we, we know you know, enough about your story to know that it's not like somebody's, uh, you know, writing big fat checks to you and you're living high on the hog. Yeah. You, you, you live simply and you trust God for everything. You have this passion. It's enviable because you truly are sold out. It's like, Lord, whatever you want to do. So I want to just ask you for those who might be just, there's an itch they can't quite seem to scratch on the inside. They feel restless. They feel like they should be doing more. What is it that prevents them from getting maybe all sold out and seeing what God wants to do through them? What what can they do differently to get to that place? I think that's why they need people like us to encourage them that God is there for them. He loves them. He has a purpose. That's part of my that's part of my message. Is uh, when I go to churches and, and preach, I'm not just targeting the addicts. I, I, I'm telling p other people, you got a testimony. Have you been healed? Share that. Have you been Have you been comforted? Have you lost a loved one? Have you been through some hurt? And has God helped you through it? Share that. Because everybody needs to know that we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to come inside of us, guide us, direct us, comfort us, speak to us. He's our best friend. And he loves us so much. And I, I think people are, are, are a little leery of, of selling out for one thing. They maybe got some little something they want to hang on to. You know, maybe it is a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you know, that somebody they're not married to. And, or maybe it is they're still like their little uh, social social drinking and things like that, you know. And, and uh, so but it, it's such a joy and such a peace when you lay your head down at night, when you know you've got everything OK between you and the father, you know that no matter what happens in this crazy world, that God's got our back and that he's got a plan. And there is such joy in sharing. 
And um, so I, I just like I, I got to go to the team men's team challenge this morning. And me and Dr. McFarland, I have an eye doctor here in Hot Springs that I went to, no coincidence, that uh, fixed my cataracts. And he became my, our partner and vice president of our nonprofit. And him and I now go uh, once a month to the Men's Teen Challenge, where we went this morning. We also go every week to the Shalom, the men's uh, and women's ministry, and uh, and share Jesus. And And one of the things that we tell them is God wants to give you purpose. You know, there's more to life than just existing. You That's know, right, Candy. That's and right. you look and you look for your assignments. God's got them, whether it's in Walmart or wherever. You don't have to be behind the pulpit to share. Let your light shine. Let just just love Jesus. Let Him love you. Amen. <laughs> and be that example. Amen, so, Candy. Yes, good. let your light shine and be that example. And you are one that goes out and intentionally uh, goes to to try to find people to share the love of Christ. So thank you for for sharing with us on your biggest breakthrough. You've had multiple breakthroughs, and I just love seeing how you are making a difference in this world. So thank you so much for being on you the welcome. podcast. I love you dearly from the bottom of my heart. Love you, know you too. Okay, thank sweetie. you. Thank you both. Thank you. you. God bless. Bless you. All right. Yeah. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow. Okay. So Candy's story is absolutely amazing. She's so fired she, up. She is always, always okay, so fired up for Jesus. Since she, since she was comfortable saying it, I'll, I'll say it again. What? She's 74. Yes. She doesn't so look it I, at all. No. I, no, I don't know a lot of 74-year-olds that are so charged up, like looking forward to the next oh, thing that God has. No, like, she is all about it. And when yeah. you see her, she's just, I mean, just like she is on on you know, online, she's just as sweet and kind and lovable, but she'll come up and give you this little hug. And I mean, it's just the sweetest Jesus hug ever. I can't explain it, but it's the best hug I, ever. I love that she keeps it really simple. Yeah. doesn't need to be sophisticated no, no. when we talk about our relationship with God or with others. No. I Everybody, love the fact that she said, just, you know, look for the assignments that God yes, has for yes. you. And sometimes they're smaller than what you think. And right. then you think, well, that's, you know, I need to be behind the pulpit preaching. No. God's Could got, be going like to said, Walmart, the grocery store. Walmart. Is, be the shining light <laughs> yes. and emit joy and peace. It will attract others, not to you so much as to the Christ in you. Yeah. And be that mama or that Lily yeah. in somebody else's mm, life, like mama it. and Lily was to Candy. Yeah. Wow. We all need one. All right. Well, God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I hope it inspired you, encouraged you, and um, has brought you a little joy today. Uh, we will catch you next time. Same time, same place. Take care. So glad you could join us today. And you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah. And also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypat.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.